and welcome to Here's Johnny to Reviews, the movie review podcast that will guide you through a movie. Each and every month there is a theme. And as it's April, I'm doing prank movies. So tonight I'm looking at Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. Now, I never liked Jackass or any of its cheap clones. I just thought it was a bunch of stupid douche bros doing stupid shit hurting themselves for stupid-ass dumb people. I tried watching Jackass 2 in the cinemas, but walked out 10 minutes in and walked into some other move, which I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't find this shit funny at all. And don't get me wrong, I love a bit of slapstick, but hurting yourself for real just so some fat redneck douchebag has a belly laugh? No, that's just fucking idiotic and stupid. This, however, was sold different to me. I was told this was a, quote, social experiment to see just how far and how much an old person can get by with in society before people start saying no. So, I rented this sucker when it first came out on VOD. I remember nothing of it, only the grandson in drag entering a little miss competition. Um, and boy, would Johnny Nuts will get shit for that in today's bloody world. I mean, Jesus Christ, taking the piss out of trans kids, oh dear. So, I'm not holding much hope this thing at all, I mean... So, check you have some hard candies, fasten your seatbelt, it's going to be a bumpy bloody well ride, it's bad grandpa. With the budget of $15 million, this thing miraculously made $151.8 million somehow. Starring Johnny Knoxville and Jackson Nicol. The plot, an 86-year-old grandpa takes his 8-year-old grandson across country to meet his deadbeat dad. Along the way, they get into more and more ridiculous hijinks until they meet the grandson's dad in a biker bar. Just how far will this prank go? Who will get hurt along the way? How the fuck does this make a $136 million profit? Find out here! <laughs> My god. So... After the Paramount and MTV logos, this opens up on a table showing a half bottle of bourbon, playing cards, various pills, a porn mag and racing slips. Then the camera pans to a 70s style answer machine, Google it folks, where we hear an irate douchebag complaining about a broken penguin. Up pop snapshots of shit that will happen in the movie slash has happened in Jackass previous. We then meet Irving Zessman, played by Johnny Knoxville, in old man makeup. That does make him look 86, more 66. Also, you can tell a mile off this is latex, and he is nowhere near 86. Try about 40. The thing that pisses me off about this age makeup shit that never get right is the colour. Sorry, the, 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 the person's eyes. They look too young and too fresh. Old people's eyes are bloodshot, you know, and. Slightly cloudy over. I mean, especially if you're in your eighties, for fuck's sake. But his eyes look too young. I think you can tell my way. It's, it's fake makeup. And by the way, this makeup took between four to six hours to apply every morning to Knoxville, and it pissed him off horrendously. Moving on, let meet his grandson Billy, played by Jackson Nicol, who apparently stayed in character for this entire shoot. I was a little arsehole on set. He kept on punching the the male crew members in the balls. Um, and thought it was hilarious, and had this like, weird pipe thing, metal pipe with a, a elastic band on it, or a band on it, and would fire stuff at people's crotches, or faces, and, and arms, and 
he'd act like a complete little tyrant on set, and he's like, not a nice little person at all. Anyway, up pops the titles. Straight on to a stunt from Jackass from 2001. So, Knoxville has been playing the bad grandpa for years then. Hmm, get in. Thing is, that was a five minute gag. Can he make this work for a 90 plus minute movie? That's what I'm here to find out, actually. Hmm. So, hold on a second. I just noticed I'm watching the Brad Gampa.5. Oh dear. I best switch back to the original by Grandpa then because I just fucked up. I never noticed that for crying out loud. Well, here we go. Okay, so some of the same shit as before, except we meet Billy and his mum at a lawyer's office for reasons. I'm not sure what reasons are, but I'll have that one. With Billy telling a complete stranger how his mother's breath stinks due to her being on crack. So she's going to jail for drugs then? Kidding. Also, when he grows up, he wants to be a fisherman so he can eat fish while his mum is in jail. Kidding. Then we meet the pervy old Irving sitting in a doctor's office, perving over pictures of in a woman's mag, which are all faked. Uh, one of a woman on a water slide for a tampon advert, and another one of a some sort of fruit, I think it's a dragon fruit, or the hell it is, some sort of fruit. And he licks it, thinking, ooh, I've had that for a while, it's just gross, frankly. He has then told his wife has died the night before. First up, bullshit! The doctor would have not waited hours to tell him that his wife had died. Second up, this is a standard doctor's office, not a fucking hospital. So, straight up the bat, this shit is fake! Anywho, he tells him next to him he is glad his wife is dead because she hasn't given him sex in over 20 years. Hilarious shit! This is the whole running gag of this movie. He's a horny old git. She talks to his dick, saying he's finally free! And this is supposed to be funny. I mean, where's the jokes? With that, he walks off happy as Larry, and there is no way an 80-year-old man could walk and do the shit he's doing. He's jumping up and down, he's doing the, the classic comedy heel kick in midair sort of scenario, and it's like, no, no 86-year-old man is that spry. And you can tell a mile off he's actually, what, 38, 40? I don't know if he is in this bloody thing. He tries to go to a Thai massage parlour, but it's closed. And he tries to go to a strip joint. He's also closed because it's something like 11 in the morning or something ridiculous like that. So, hmm. Then he walks to a 7-Eleven, pulls out his penis. Thankfully, we don't fucking see this thing. And he pisses in a coke machine and he gets his dick stuck. Oh, my God. He then asks a delivery driver to pull him off. Oh, sorry. I mean, help him out of the thing. And the guy just walks off in utter disgust, as would I. Up walks a... Random black guy who loudly shouts, This guy's dick is stuck in the machine! As Knoxville pulls on the fake dick and screams in pain, To get help, you bastard, don't fucking announce it! And I'm sorry, but I'm done. Dozens of people pull out their cell phones and record this shit, as others just stand there and barely laugh at this ridiculous fucking scene. Until finally he pulls out the fake rubber penis, and he's now free. But at the same stretch for a good, what, three feet? Utter bollocks. Oh my god. I mean, I don't think dicks can stretch that far, but uh, I'm not a doctor, so I should have fucked you, I don't know. Anyway, I don't even play one in a podcast. Mm. Anyway, cut to Knoxville, shopping for a suit for his, quote, wife's funeral. He then tries to run out wearing the ill-fitting suits, but... Is caught by the owner who tells him to take off his outfit. So he, Johnny Knoxville, does so. 
because apparently get, get your pants off and that stuff. No, 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 I want you to take my pants off and this joke. And the joke's fucking terrible, frankly. And we cut to the funeral home. So that previous gag has just dropped them. We're on to another unfunny gag of his wife, Ellie, played by Catherine Keane. This is just dropped, by the way. So, hmm. And also, you can tell my Ellie, like, halfway through this movie, she switches from a real person to a dummy because it's just fucking ridiculous. Anyway. None of Quote Irving's family show up, so in the group is a choir, caterers, and random folk which pulled off the street. Somehow there's a guy uh, signing, so Knoxville pushes him to the extreme by saying more and more and more rude and elaborate shit. Oh my god. In walks Billy and his mum. She pulls him outside, but he takes the open air microphone thing, and everyone can hear what she's saying to him. The stroke would have been funnier if all we saw was her ridiculous hand motions and raised voices, but nope, not so. Has to have the mic, a live mic on his hand because he doesn't realise how fucking comedy works. Oh my god, this movie's terrible. Anyway, she tells him she's going to jail, so he must take Billy to see his dad across the country. Then she steals the pearls off the dead body as the choir notices and just sits there uneasily. Knoxville notices and tries to take the pearls back. In the struggle, he knocks the coffin over and spills out the body. With that, Billy's mother just runs for it. With that, I mean, that's a joke from fucking scary movies. Oh, I mean, where they knock the body up the coffin or some shit like that. I mean, that's a terrible joke. Anyway, um, Knoxville sings with the choir as the body just lies there on the floor. And who thought this thing was fucking funny? I mean, I am completely and utterly done with this movie. Nothing is fucking funny. None of the jokes are followed through. And it just cuts to the next ridiculous gag. So anyway, he then picks up the body and drops it. So he then takes the body up and sticks it in the back of his car. Kidding? Uh, then the movie kicks in as Irvin goes to an internet cafe to Skype with his son-in-law uh, across country to tell him he's coming to hand over his son as his ex-wife is going to jail for drug charges, so she's been in jail for about a year or something. The dad is Chuck, played by Greg Harris. He's a deadbeat dad and all he cares about is drugs and selling knocked-off shit. He wants nothing to do with his son until... Irving points out the state will pay him $600 a month. So for that, he's all with it. And he smokes crack from a crack pipe. I mean, who thought this was hilariously funny, by the way? So Irving has to drive from Lincoln, Nebraska to North Carolina, which is over 1,200 miles. That's one of American listeners there. Hmm. Cut to Irving slash Knoxville selling off his wife's stuff as to get money for the trip. He tries to sell two sisters the wife's deathbed for $75, saying they had it for two weeks and she barely slept in it. I'm sorry, but 75 bucks for a brand new bed? Dump the mattress? I'll take the fucking base. Jesus, jinkies. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Another two appear, so Knoxville shows off its raising capabilities, which of course, you know, goes haywire, and it does the whole force-up routine from Naked Gun. Again, another joke stolen from another movie. Well done, Knoxville. As the bed forces this, quote, 86-year-old man to do multiple sit-ups. I mean, oh my god. Anyway, cut to next day. As again, it's just dropped. A delivery crew show up 
to put the wife's body in the back of the trunk of the car. Hilarious shit, I think you'll find. By the way, it's also stated that Knox will put the body in the... Oh, who gives a fuck? Just move on, John. This is the dummy because there is no way an actual person was shoved in the back of this Lincoln fucking Cadillac, what the hell it was, to drive 1,200 miles in the fucking searing heat. Bollocks to that one. Anyway, they stick the body in the back of the caddy as Irwin starts the journey. Hours later, they stopped at a, a, uh, say again. Hours later, they stop at a rest stop to get some food. Billy spots a kiddie ride. Thingy Majigna, I think you put the money in it, but it goes back and forth and plays shitty music, one of the things. Anyway, it doesn't work. So Knoxville sits on it, and yes, you've guessed, he's launched straight through a window. Hilarious shit. No way is this thing fake. I mean, hmm. No one reacts to it. The glass is smashed cleanly. There's no jagged edges in the fucking glass. And Knoxville is up in a matter of seconds. There is no blood. Bullshit! Cut to them back on the roads, arguing whose fault it was. Again, that guy's just dropped. So there's no follow-through on these quote jokes. It just cuts to the next bloody well gag. This is piss-poor comedy telling and piss-poor fucking editing. I'm guessing the director slash producer had... To run out of this place uh, to put fires out because Knoxville was going to get in this shit. Anyway, <clears throat> cut to Knoxville trying to mail Billy to North Carolina. Hilarious shit, I'll find. I mean, the post office refuses to send it when they find out it's an eight year old boy. So they're back on the road. They then stop at a bingo hall because why the fuck not? With Knoxville hitting on every woman he sees, he then drinks the bingo pen ink because hilarious shit. He then pulls out a blender and mixes margaritas, which of course pisses off all the old bingo players. And this shit drags. It goes on and on and on, and it's just unfucking funny. Meanwhile, outside, Billy is bored out of his tin little mind, so starts walking the streets trying to find someone to tie his shoelaces, he then asks some random dude if he can call him his new dad. Kidding. Back inside the bingo hall, Irving is telling bingo players when he was in the Navy, um, he would shag anything, but the, the prostitutes would spray him down with lime juice to see if they had STDs, and if they burned, then they would say no. I think that's how that one works, but they have it. So he pulls out a lemon, or a lemon rather, and sprays it on his junk. Um, finished. Done. Kaput. Finished. I'm only fucking, was it, 20 minutes in or something? Oh my god. Outside, Billy is still annoying the poor guy. He has gone into trying to say he is his real dad. The guy just walks off in utter confusion. After pissing off the bingo players, Knoxville is then tossed out in his ass. So Billy has to push him in a shopping cart while he drinks a six-pack of beer. Where the shopping comes from? Who knows? Where did the beer come from? Who cares? Who thought this shit was hilarious? Because it's fucking not. This is lame! Also, poster shot. So Billy pushes Knoxville out of the town down some dirt roads while he drinks some unbranded beers. You couldn't get fucking course to sponsor you or something, you know? Uh, saying how he hates Billy and he's nothing but a cock block, and he's an annoying little douchebag, yada yada yada. Again, who wrote this thing? I thought this was hilarious. They get this poor kid to push Knoxville, even if this was for a short period of time, as the cameras are rolling, around in a shopping trolley. Now, Knoxville weighs 180 fucking pounds, for God's sake, this poor little fat kid. Moving the fuck on, because I am 
Beyond done with the shits? Where the fuck are the jokes? Where is the rude crude shit? Where is the stunts? This shit is just beyond lame. Anyway, Bully pushes his grandpa to a drive through window as the cook comes out to help this old man. Knoxville tells him he likes the woman in the window of the drive through How much is it for her? So that's a Bloodsbrothers joke right there. Just fucking wow. The laziness of this writing. I mean, oh my god. Cut to the next day. Knoxville is on the road heading to Raleigh, North Carolina, or Raleigh, North Carolina, but it's a fucking thing. North Carolina. On the drive, Knoxville tells the secret of comedy is timing. Then why the fuck is this shit not funny then? <clears throat> also, in the car, you can see the radio. He has to talk to the director and or editor and whoever sets up the gags. This is fucking lazy editing. By the way, he stops at the, I don't know, some random shop and the airbag explodes because he punches the steering wheel and he apparently bricks his face and, or bricks his nose rather and blah, 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 just, uh... Anyway, at some random store, a couple of hours later, Knoxville and the annoying grandson walk into the store to steal shit, but not to worry, just to say, quote, I'm old, I don't know what I'm doing. Because taking the piss out of old people is fucking hilarious, isn't it? And I know something, this movie is fucking abysmal. I'm tempted just to ditch this, but I need a good fucking podcast, so hmm. I don't usually get offended, but if you find this shit funny, then fuck you. How dare you take the piss out of fucking Alzheimer's and dementia and old people in general? I mean, get yourself to fuck low-hanging fruit. Oh my god, it just, then it just cuts to the next situation as they're running out the store stealing bread and and lunch meats and milk chocolate and whatever it is and chocolate milk and what the fuck it is and it just cuts. This is my main problem with this bloody well movie. It goes from stupid gang to stupid joke to stupid situation but it just cuts. It doesn't show you the, the follow through of the joke. It just cuts because this shit is faker than a fucking... It's faker than Pam Anderson's tits. Oh my god. At a random motel, Knoxville carries the body of his, quote, dead wife into a room to the shock of some random guy. He then asks them where a ship point is as he just walks off and leaves the kids all alone. With that, he goes to the strip joint, but he finds that it's a male strip night. Oh no, shock Pikachu face. He then asks a black male stripper if he, and I quote, is pretty big down in the Tootsie Roll department, unquote. Not even going to go anywhere near that one. He then sexually harasses, harasses even a bunch of women, and where the fuck are the jokes? He then interrupts the show and starts stripping himself, much to the annoyance of the male strippers, all of the female crowd. So there is no gays in North Carolina then, they're all just female, uh, females in this place, I mean, there's no, there's no gays. Get in. Oh yes, and a cherry on top of the shit pile. He has fake dangling balls that go way past his knees. This is beyond fake. People are just standing there as the cameraman, like, oh my god, they're standing out of the way of the cameraman. It's like fake. This thing is, uh, by the way, the camera's supposed to be hidden in, hid, hid away fucking roof tiles or shit or, or hidden pines for this stuff but there's a caravan walking around this fucking bar. Fake! 
Oh my god. Anyway, next morning, Bill wakes up to an empty room and a cold pizza. Be near me. Hmm. Then seeks out his grandpa on the streets of St. Louis. So it wasn't off going out St. Louis. Who cares? After getting nowhere with the public, he starts going to a strip joint and argues with the bouncer to let him in because his grandpa is inside and the bouncer having none of his shit. So, hmm, doesn't get to fuck, frankly. He then goes to an adult bookstore and they search for his grandpa, calling the adult bookstore owner a whore. But not in an offensive way. She's a stripper whore, but she's not in an offensive way. It's a compliment. Wow. Cut back on the road. We're on the streets of Tennessee. As Knoxville tries to hit on women using a quote, a magic trick. But of course the grandson spills all of the magic secrets because it's hilarious, right? Ah, this movie is so painful to fucking watch. The two then harass every woman on the streets. Again, this shit is hilarious, isn't it? Where Knoxville mimes pussy-eating and jacking off and doing various other shit because apparently Grandpa can't speak right and he goes, oh, and stuff, and it's like, no, this is not funny. Where the fuck are the cunting jokes? Back to more driving. Cue him driving onto the Penguin and this movie is now in full circle mode. The owner of the news car lot, I think it is, is beyond pissed and demands money to fix the fucking giant Penguin. He then knocks over that is, breaks the Penguin even worse and in fact has to hold this guy at arm's length with the fucking Penguin because the hell it is our Penguin foot as this guy gets more and more and more and more irate and tries to kick this old guy's ass. And then Jeez cuts to a random cafe. Again, no follow-through. I'd just love to see how Knoxville and or the crow, the crew rather, got out of this one, because this guy looked like he was going to fucking kill this old git, but moving the fuck on. In the cafe, the two bonds. And I can't tell if this is in and out of character for Knoxville. After a large breakfast, cue fart jokes, because of course this movie needs fart jokes. Knoxville then sharks on the wall and just walks off without paying. Really? That's supposed to be funny. Cut to the touring bonding over basketball and here Billy says he wants to stay with his grandpa, not his deadbeat dad. Cut to more driving, where Billy tells his grandpa he wants to be a fisherman and move to Japan to open up a tuna cafe. Then he can sell tuna to his little heart's content. He then asks his grandpa why he doesn't fish anymore. And cut to a gag of Knoxville, quote, fishing at a golf course. He, quote, catches a giant fish that has a human dick and balls. Hilarious shit, I'm sure you'll agree. Which, of course, Knoxville deep throats by accident. And then just cuts. Just like that. Just cuts. Apparently this was the first day of filming. And this was 12 hours and had these irate old men golfers pissed off to, to the fucking hilt as he kept on moving the the, the golf uh, flag thingamajigs and moving the golf holes and such and it was just cut down to this one ridiculous gag. Anyway, like I said, Billy moans that he's hungry so they crash a wedding and note, this was actually a real wedding. One of the producers actually got married. The bride said, Yes, only if the wedding ceremony wasn't disrupted and her dress was not to be touched. So I'm guessing production paid for this wedding then. 
Grandpa and Billy quote, crash the wedding. And cue, yes, you've guessed it, he falls into the wedding cake and falls into the champagne glasses, spilling it everywhere. Another gag stolen from multiple fucking movies. It just cuts the next day and Knoxville sees a little Miss Carolina cutie pie pageant flyer. So cue trans gay slash drag jokes. Nope. More shots of Knoxville on the streets of Knoxville doing magic by stealing some guy's money, as he calls him, a mark. And it's on to montage of Billy being a little dickhead to Knoxville. Why the fuck am I wasting my life watching this shit? I mean, Jesus, jinkies. Next day, they're in Raleigh, North Carolina. Billy begs his grandpa to keep him away from his dad. What's that, you say? I stole the line. Get the fuck out of here. This is a piece of shit movie. There isn't no time for character development. Get yourself to fuck. Anyway, cut to the deadbeat dad in a biker bar. And note, no one in this bar knew this wasn't real. Except for the biker leader who told producers, I'll be fine unless one of my men took off their leather vest. If he does so, then you better watch the fuck out. Because apparently, if a biker takes off his vest, he isn't a... Um, linked to the club anymore and what he does with the vest off the club will not be held accountable so this guy now will get fucking killed anyway the bar starts to fill up with GOC guardians of children so the deadbeat dad starts badmouthing his fat son oh hell breaks loose as grandpa leaves Billy with the dad after the dad spent a good what 10 minutes Saying he can't stand children, he needs the children for $600 a month because he's a crack addict and he needs the money, blah, 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 blah. He can't be arsed with children. His wife, his ex-wife rather, was a complete bitch. How dare she take the kid off him because he needs the money, yakety schmackety, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so the grandpa dries off and then has flashbacks montage. There's a U-turn, by the way, this flashback montage is about five minutes of padding because this movie needs fucking padding. He does a U-turn to get Billy back from his dad, just as a biker was going to kill this deadbeat dad. With that, Knoxville takes the grandkid away from the dad and accidentally runs over the bikes on his way out with the caddy. Oops. They just drive off, by the way. Nothing, nothing but that. I just drives off. Now, reunited, they crash the Little Miss Contest. This is where this movie goes... All sorts of toddlers and tiaras, and I'm already done with this movie. I'm even more done. This toddler tiara shit is disgusting. This is just wrong. Do not overly sexualize a four-year-old. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Anywho, the contest then states they're giving away $5,000 as every stage mum's eyes light up because apparently five grand is a ridiculous amount of money for a pageant. So, hmm. First up, how dare they play? I don't feel like Dance by Sister Sisters. Like I said, nothing but cheap gay jokes then. So Billy's talent show, quote, talent is what else? I'd like a stripper. Stripper pole of the lot. I mean, he strips to... What the hell is he stripping to? Uh, sweet cherry pie. Uh, is this too far? Hmm. I love the quote, Karen stage moms are pissed off a grandpa is there. How dare there be an old man here? This is not supposed to be associated for women only. Oh, fuck off, you sexist cunt. Also, Billy might win this thing and the Karens are pissed. Okay, this bit got me as Billy is 
hall dancing to Sweet Cherry Pie by Warrant. The looks on the stage mother's faces are priceless. Just a pity this was in the trailer. This thing is all sorts of wrong, and this is what this movie needed more of. Ridiculous, all sorts of wrong shit that pushes it well too far. Not the shit stuff they were doing earlier. Like it says, the looks of shock as Grandpa, quote, makes it rain, then throws a bucket of water over Billy, which knocks over the wig, is utterly priceless. I mean, oh my god, the sheer anger and the shock and the disgust in these Karen mom, fucking stage mom's eyes is delicious. Mm, so delicious. Anyway, back on the road, Knoxville stops on a bridge and dumps the body of his wife over the bridge. He then just goes fishing as credits roll. Finally, on this pointless, dumb, unfunny, except the look of on the Karen's stage mom's faces. I mean, hmm. Look, if this kind of thing is your kind of thing, then this is your kind of thing, but it's not for me. Plus, I hate there is no follow-through. I mean, if you're going to do a, a gay joke or a drag joke or a transgender joke, follow-through with a fucking thing. Show how ridiculously sexist and ridiculously disgusting these little miss pageants are. I mean, go for it. Go for a juggler. Don't just pussy it out and run away from it. Oh my god. Then forcing a bonding story with Billy and Grandpa. And no, sorry boys, swinging a miss. However, I do like they made John Knoxville look like a pervy Stan Lee. But again, you can tell he's 40, not 84. I don't know, I mean... I have no idea what to give this thing. I mean... I don't know. I was going to give it a minus five, but I think just for the Karen's ex- shocked expressions, I'm going to give this a one out of ten. Fuck it. So I'll come back to speak as I look at Bruno for my sins, and then come back for two prank movies. I have no idea what I'm covering yet, so it's been joyful. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment, follow, and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Here's a Joining's Pod. Go and check out one of my many, many, many other podcasts. A bye, and remember, I watch these bad movies, so you don't have to.